Welcome to Redefine Beauty. My name is Kristen Bauer, and this is my podcast where I share and offer a new perspective on beauty through the lens of beauty as an internal vibration expressed externally and then witnessed by others. It starts with the love and compassion for our bodies, for our lives, and the gift that we are to the world. And hopefully this helps my listeners to connect to the truth of beauty. I feel like I grew up in a reality where beauty was very dependent on what my face and hair and body looked like. And this really set me up for failure. I now believe that beauty is an energy. It is our life force that shines from within. It comes from the love that we have for ourselves and these phenomenal bodies that we are gifted with. A blemish, line, a little bit of cellulite can never take away from our beauty. When we learn that these marks are messages from our body and respond to our bodies with healing and nurturing, remarkable consciousness begins to blossom. Our beauty doesn't age and break down. It gets wiser and more magnificent as we learn and discern our own truths. And when we are clear and share our true amazing self, our beauty is a gift to the world and specifically to those around us. Today, I am so honored to be joined by the goddess herself, Ruby Chase. She is an amazing singer, songwriter, producer, DJ, and a social alchemist with a focus on taking her listeners on a journey Ruby serves up this incredibly unique ritualistic approach to her live performance, weaving a broad span of these musical flavors from deep tribal bass to floating angelic highs, blending worldly dance tracks with her own original music. These, I mean, when I say ethereal live vocals, like you've never experienced anything like this, and these interactive invitations. So Ruby's set through this whole experience, it turns a dance floor into a ceremony. I mean, it is incredible. And I really love a lot of things about Ruby and it would be such a long podcast if we hadn't talked about all of them. I think that I'm so impressed because music is such an incredibly healing experience. And it's so important that artists are offering music outside of the club and opening up an opportunity to connect to this healing vibration with intention and in a healthy setting. And so we're definitely going to talk about that today. Also, what I really, really, really adore about Ruby is that she is one of the few that I've met and an amazing example of authentically organic living and lifestyle. And She's living this beautiful connection with nature, which she's putting in and on her body. And she's living so passionately and so deeply that beauty reverberates through her words, through her music, through her whole being. I mean, you just look at her and it's just radiant energy. So I'm so excited, Ruby. Today, I want to really chat with you about how you created such a holistic lifestyle for yourself and how you found your magic through music. So first off, please tell me, were you born as a musical genius? And if <laughs> not, how did music reveal itself to you? Oh, wow. Well, first of all, what a beautiful introduction. It's such an honor to be here with you, Kristen. And the music has definitely been with me since I was born. <laughs> I kind of came out of the womb in a very creative mindset. And both of my parents, they weren't necessarily artists, but they really valued art. They valued creativity. And my mom hadn't really had the opportunity to be an artist. She came up in a really challenging way and um, kind of like a limited resource household. And so she was very committed to be able to provide the arts to me. And so I so I'm so grateful for my parents. They put me into a fine arts preschool, which was a creative kind of opening to all of it. And 
it was very evident by the age of two or three that this was my passion and they didn't even know it, but I feel like I was guiding within the ethereal realms through them to bring this passion through. Um, by the age of three, my teachers were like, you know, your daughter has perfect pitch. You know, she, she's, she's gifted in these areas. And uh, I was really passionate about it and very much self-driven to continue learning and growing and studying and becoming more in the artistic realms. And so by the age of five was doing um, singing lessons weekly and started acting at that time as well. And was, again, very self-motivated. I was like, I want to do this. My parents asked, their community was kind of like, okay, my our daughter really wants to act, wants to dance, wants to sing. They had a friend who was a casting director. So she had lunch with me and she was like, well, I can give her an audition. So first audition booked that, second audition booked that and initially got an agent. And that just continued. Um, and the music really came front and center with my first songwriting at seven years old, which ended up winning this competition with my school. And it was just this very consistent, any opportunity to be creative, I was leaning in. And it was also at a time where my mentors and the people I had to look up to at that time were Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and these very synthetic pop stars um, that were very much creations of a major label and taking a, an authentic human and then shaping and molding it and adding on lots of layers of, you know, overt sexuality and all these things. And so I feel like I grew up with that as my um, my compass in a way of if I want to pursue music at the biggest level that I can, this is what it looks like. And so I feel that my last decade has really been spent unlearning that and dismantling my own beliefs around what it looks like to be a pop star, quote unquote, or to be really successful with music. Um, and to find my authenticity. And so I love that we're having this opportunity to have this conversation and dive into the underneath layers that people might not see in social media or on a show. If I'm doing a, a show on a stage, they're gonna see the finished product, but there's so much work that goes in underneath that. And so I'm, I'm really excited to have this opportunity to drop into those layers with you today. I love it. And I really love too that you're in this world that the cosmetic industry and the plastic surgery industry really drives as kind of an influence that women, men, you know, everybody like starts to look one certain way. So tell me, how has the experience been for you embracing your beauty and whether that's internal, external? And how are you able to be a role model to other musicians that they sit in their beauty? Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. And I actually was having a similar conversation about this with my partner this weekend. We were in Vegas and Vegas is one of those places that is one of the most synthetically driven environments, humans and places both. And we were at this pool party and he is, I'm so grateful for him. His name is Equanimous. He's an artist as well, makes incredible music. And he is so organic. He has been a major influence for me. I was already deep on my journey, but his zero tolerance standard for continue, continuing to maintain an organic lifestyle has been a dramatic influence on me over the last few years. And he was, he was kind of disgusted at how many fake boobs were around and how many fake lips were around. And he was just kind of reeling with me after the experience of like, how do these women think that looks good? Like they're probably doing this to attract men, but men don't think that's attractive. And I was like, well, you know, this is what we're shown and this is what we're taught. And he just really could wrap his head around it. And finally I pulled out my phone and I opened my explore page on Instagram. And I was like, okay, babe, I am a mid 20 year old woman, right? I'm in that prime age to start changing myself. 
according to the industry beauty standards. And I showed him my Explore feed and scrolled down and he was just couldn't even believe how much on my feed was plastic surgery, before and after pictures of celebrities. Here's what this nose job did. Here's what this face lifted. Here's what this filler did. Here's what this Botox did. Look how much better this person looks now. And you could too. Here's your discount code. Jump on it this moment. And I feel really strongly that that conditioning, that social media filter reality that we're living in where everyone in one swipe can immediately have a thinner nose, have thinner cheekbones, their waist can be slimmed, their skin can be smoothed over. And this is this, this appearance that we're shown every day is what beauty looks like. And it's, it's very natural that we as humans would, would um, want to lean into that when that's what we're being shown. And so I feel that, especially as a performer, it definitely has been a, a challenging journey to navigate staying true to myself. I feel like my partner being an advocate for no makeup and super natural and not even wanting me to dye my hair has very much been an influence on that of, of having my own standards maintained. Um, but at the end of the day, what I find to be the most beautiful is being able to play in the contrast. And I think that that's what humans are really attracted to. And that's even why makeup is what it is, is it's to add a little more darkness on our eyes. It's to add a little more brightness on our tip of our nose and to accentuate where the natural light would hit us. Makeup is essentially just there to create more contrast, to add more darks, more lights, to create uh, a spectrum of color that we might not have on our own pigmentation. And so leaning into that idea, I really love to play with that and, and play with materials and play with colors and play with jewelry and bring beauty into a way where it's still being represented. I mean, I love dressing up and playing pretend and, and adornment. I think adornment is one of the most delicious experiences, especially as a feminine being, as a woman. I love adorning myself and dressing up with my girlfriends and, and being on a stage in that way. Um, but it's really redefining where that beauty is coming from. And even what I'm wearing right now, it's like everything I'm wearing is organic. This is hand dyed silk that is hand painted by dear girlfriend warriors of the divine in Bali. The jewelry is handmade. You know, this was like hand pounded gold. And I, I'm really in a stage where my definition of beauty is coming more so from the whole process of what it took to create it and how much love has been poured into it along the way. Yes, that is incredible. I'm so happy that you talked about that. I want to I want to talk more about an organic lifestyle. I'm a pretty neurotically organic person and it's hard for me to find I, I'm sorry. Um I'm going to call you a neurotically organic person too. <laughs> Please don't be offended. Yeah. But really rare that I find people that live and experience life in a way where everything's important. Like for me, it was really easy for me to change my lifestyle, my personal care products, my food, even, you know, painting my house and materials in my house. I found that clothes for me was like really hard going to organic and completely natural and made by hand clothes. But you really inspired me when you just said, you know, things that are made with love. And that's so important in Narisha's products. We make everything by hand. We have very little equipment involved in anything because I want love to be expressed through the processing of the whole, you know, of the whole product that we're making. But I really love that you even shared that with your clothes and your jewelry. And so thank you for sharing that. And I hope that really inspires people to start thinking about all the aspects of their life that can be more natural, more connected to nature. What was the easiest transition for you? And what was the hardest transition for you when you became also a neurotically organic person? <sighs> yeah, it's it's been a process. I can... 
I can remember back to this moment. I was living in LA with roommates and I just moved into this new house and I was living with this woman named Special. She is classic witch in the woods. She's a maker. She makes tinctures and potions. Her brand is called the Potionarium and they're all these delicious, um, yeah, tinctures, potions, uh, flavored salts, body scrubs, all these incredible organic products. And I came home one day and I was getting ready for bed and opened the cupboard to wash my face and brush my teeth and get ready for bed. And there was a sticky note on my CeraVe face wash that I had at the time. And it said, don't worry, we will help you. <laughs> and that moment just like exemplifies for me my journey because my journey has really been one of being supported by loved ones around me, holding my hand, and walking me home to a more holistic lifestyle. It started with food. It started with face products and, and just the, the clicking of awareness of everything affects everything. And I'm a really big, I'm a big believer of that mantra. Everything affects everything. How you do one thing is how you do everything. How you keep the cleanliness of your house is how you keep the cleanliness of your business is how you keep the cleanliness of your relationships. And that truth I find really applies across the board. So if we are what we eat, that is where it started for me. And I just started clicking on to wanting to be a deeper version of myself. And it really at that time was actually more inspired by the looks at the time I was i'm five foot tall so i'm a pretty short person I was carrying 30 more pounds than I am right now, and that was weight that I now understand to be connected with an imbalance of my gut and a pretty severe candida imbalance in particular and. At the time I was eating what I thought was healthy, which was a lot of like bananas, nut butters, uh, yogurt, um, things that were low sugar, low carb, high protein was like what I thought healthy was at the time. And that ebbed and flowed and oscillated between, <laughs> you know, being extremely vegan or going to the extreme and counting my calories and having only like 900 calories a day and just pretty much starving myself or juice fasting. And it was a journey, but finally starting to flip my mindset from calorie counting to what is the actual micronutrient playground that I'm receiving from the foods that I'm eating as well as even underneath that, what are the chemicals that are or are not on my food because so much of our food especially when we had the big agricultural revolution they found this miracle of being able to spray chemicals on our food that would keep the bugs away so they're able to yield more crops they sprayed this on everything and if you have done any research on glyphosate i really welcome you to look up what is glyphosate and what are these herbicides and pesticides that they've been spraying on our food and now 50 60 70 years later they're starting to uncover that glyphosate is a key factor in autism in Alzheimer's in cancer and in our body deteriorating prematurely and in our gut flora not being able to really digest the nutrients from our food, also known as leaky gut syndrome. So this key factor is where it becomes the most important to be organic, because even if something is non-GMO, it can still have pesticides sprayed on it. And those pesticides go in and what it does to keep the bugs away is it's meant to kill small life forms. So a bug crawls up on the leaf to eat it and it will kill that bug. That same thing happens in our gut flora. So when we eat foods, even if they're vibrant and look healthy and, and they could be the, the you know fruits and veggies that could seemingly be the most healthy thing ever, but if it's laced with these herbicides and pesticides that are gonna go into our gut flora and kill off the micro, like the whole ecosystem, the small life living in our guts, 
it's going to deteriorate, deteriorate our body's ability to absorb those nutrients. So I started to become aware of glyphosate and started to shift my food. That was the first step. And I'm not going to say necessarily that it was easy. It still can be challenging sometimes, especially as a touring artist where I'm traveling constantly and not often to places that are you know, have co-ops and healthy organic vegan restaurants everywhere, but I find a way, there's always a way. Um, but that was the first step for me and it was a really powerful journey. And then that just started to creep into other areas of my life, like that moment with the face wash and that we will help you and becoming aware that, oh, my skin is my largest organ. What I put on my skin gets absorbed by my body. And if I'm putting products that have been grown, even if they're plant-based, if those plants have been grown and sprayed with pesticides, then those, those secret killers can be on my body and can be killing the microbiome of my skin, which is here to protect me, here to keep me glowing and young and vibrant to be able to transmute oxygen the way that it should, right? So skincare followed uh, within kind of a similar time frame. Clothing has been newest. I would say this has been probably my hardest one. Um, and it really sparked because of my partner. My boyfriend would ask me and be like, hey, what's that made of? And I'd be like, I, it wasn't even in my frame of awareness to think what it was made of. And I'd look and oh, polyester, mostly, most things these days are polyester. And he would just remind me and say, you know, polyester is made of petroleum. Petroleum is a natural resource of the earth that we can't get back. It also is basically plastic. I love you, but I don't want petroleum in our bed. I love you, but I don't want to snuggle with petroleum. It's not who I'm dating. I want to date you. And he is someone that only wears organic cotton, organic linen, um, anything earth made and only certified organic clothing. This has been throwing me for a loop because this man is really challenging to shop for, much more expensive to maintain. But I will say it has inspired a shift within myself to start purging my closet and go through all the elements that I love so much. And there's still there's still some polyester I'm hanging on to. I will be honest, there's still those pieces, especially that are vintage that that I love and that I'm still struggling to let go of, but I'm slowly replacing. And I found that's kind of number one key. If you are struggling with, or if you are desiring to have an organic lifestyle is just start replacing, replace this for that. You find that organic alternative. And that's where I really love your products because it can be challenging to find organic skincare that's truly organic. And so many brands claim that they're natural and that they're healthy and that they're plant-based. But my question is, are you certified organic? Because if you're not, if any ingredient that you're using within those products is not certified organic, it could have pesticides and be something that I don't want on my system. And I've really loved when I went through your product line and was looking at each ingredient, which I do anytime someone reaches out of like, hey, we'd like to, you know, work together. I'm like, all right, let's see what they're working with. And I knew every single ingredient. There was nothing in no fillers, no binders, no weird stuff I couldn't pronounce. I knew where they were sourced and there was that certified organic sticker on there. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's drop in. <laughs> I'm here for this. Told my boyfriend too. I was like, I found an organic skin line, all certified organic. Check it out. And he got really excited and has been using it as well, which I've never seen him use face, face care. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> He's Mr. Dr. Bronner's on every surface. And I'm just like, babe, there's more to life. I love Dr. Bronner's. I am a big fan. And it's not for your face. It's for your hands. It's for our bodies. It's not for your hair. <laughs> I wash my dishes in it. My Oh, yeah. It's like an everything except, and some people do use it on their face. Now you can, but yeah. much recommend some delicate, delicious face products. <laughs> well, I, I think we need a new certification. We need an eponymous certified logo. Yes, we're working on it actually. High vibe approved, which is a real thing that will be a thing later on. But And I think the other thing that's really important to talk about too within the products is, you know, you talked about like making things with love and also vibration. We really take into consideration the life force energy and all the plants. So 
even the packaging, we have the glassware. It allows specific spectrums of light that keep the vitality or the life force of the plant strong so that wow. when you're putting the plant on your skin, you're actually connecting to the, the guidance, the wisdom, the intelligence of the plant and not just the vitamins and minerals and amino acids and the effects of the plant. You actually have that intelligence with you. I love that so, so much. I feel like that is the key to, to beauty as we're speaking to this is it's really allowing for whether we're consuming something or putting it on our skin, when we can allow for nature to inform us, that's the deeper level versus just fill us up with calories. It's like we're getting the wisdom of these micronutrients on our skin, in our bodies, and even with the clothes, I have teachers that they've shared that in ceremony, if you are wearing synthetic fibers, the spirit cannot flow through you as deeply. It's, there's this like block of, of a plastic synthetic energy rather than when you're wearing materials that are of the earth, there's no, uh, there's no by, there's no, nothing they have to pass through because it's all earth. Yes. And that's always been a very interesting perspective too, of like the spirit of the clothes that we're wearing, the spirit of the face wash that we're using and the spirit of the food that we're eating. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, everything has an energy. We, we, I love, you know, teaching a little bit about how music plays a part in our products because we designed a scalar waveform generator so we could encode healing frequencies into the product. What? And I tell people all the time, Music is so powerful. I mean, for me, it would be a different podcast, but music really changed my life. And so music is so important in our products because as the products are being made, we're encoding 432 hertz, 7.83 hertz, 528 hertz into the product. And I share with people, you don't have to be a musician, but if you go to a concert and the musician is up on stage, like playing a guitar, and if it's out of tune, you, you just are like, wait, something's a little off. Like, I don't really know. It could be a $50,000 guitar and like an incredible musician. All they do is tune the guitar and they can sing a song that like can melt your body, change your life. I mean, the whole audience can just change their vibration based on that. And so without even understanding vibration, people understand vibration. And so that's why it's so important for us to have vibrationally sound energy going into the product so that when people put it on their skin, they're really receiving that balance and that harmony. Like you said earlier with, you know, your experience with changing food and realizing that the gut was out of balance. That's really everything. Our skin is this beautiful organ. It tells us all about every meridian in our whole body is wrapped up in the head, the ears, the face, mm -hmm. the neck. It tells us everything that's going on. And when we come to our skin, when we come to our body with a place of respect and harmony and balance, then we're coming with this, you know, gentle listening ear, like, hey, I'm here to support you. Tell me what's going on. And I really love that. I, I'm so happy that you said that about the clothes and the jewelry, that it has that energy of being made with love. And I really hope people, you know, start to take that away into their life. I know that it's something people think about with food now, like people that eat animal protein and things like that are being more considerate that the animals are managed in a, you know, more healthy way and things like that. But if everything has energy, then what an amazing experience. Like if you're wearing, you know, saran wrap all day, versus wearing like natural materials all day, how much better are our bodies going to feel? We're going to absorb energy from the sun, from the earth, from the air, from the plants around us. It's an incredible healing technique. And yes, it is a little more expensive to buy completely natural clothing, especially when you're me who likes to be fluorescent pink most of the time. <laughs> but I think that really balances out because there's a lot less money that I'm going to be spending later on, you know, forget it. I'm not going to like normal doctors and things like that ever, but like even supplements and eating, you know, even nutritional things that can be costly. If I'm really being considerate now, those mm -hmm. things are going to be so much easier in the future. Definitely. I love that you share that. And 
and it's all vibration. I feel the more aware I become of the subtleties, the more I feel it. And I fought this with my partner early on and I would get so frustrated and be like, fine, like you won't snuggle me up if I'm like wearing this fuzzy robe made of, you know, who knows what these like fuzzy polyester synthetic things are made of, mostly acrylic. (laughs) And I would get so frustrated and now I'm noticing it. It's such a subtle energetic, but it's our vibration. It's our aura. If our aura, like why wouldn't we want our aura to glow and to radiate and to breathe at its most limitless potential? Same as why wouldn't we want our our health and vitality to be at its most vibrant? And it's subtle. It's a very subtle attunement, but I encourage people on here to try it out. To, to see if they can feel the frequency of their clothes, to see if you can feel the frequency of your skin products, of your food, and just start tapping into those subtle layers. And I find the more subtly aware I become, the more magnetic I am, and also the more powerful I am. And in turn, the more contained in my energy I become, the more specific with my yes I become. And I do think this is something that is on that hierarchy of needs of like, we do need to take care of our shelter and of our root chakra and our grounding before we can really rise into these very subtle attunements. And part of that is tending to the root chakra to where we're learning how to generate abundance through our gifts, through our inherent worthiness. And that comes with being willing to give of oneself at a level where you're living in your life's purpose. That's where you are going to receive the most abundance. And as we master that realm, then we rise into the layers of being able to be more specific with our food, be more specific with our clothing. It does require more money. There's no doubt about it. It's a more expensive lifestyle. But I do find the more that I lean into this expensive, quote unquote, lifestyle, which you could also say far less expensive when you look at in the life run of the amount we're not spending on hospital procedures or bills when that thing shows up that we don't know what it is. And all of a sudden we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars searching for an invisible disease, right, which so many people have that story for saving all that money all those years. But when we really lean into taking the care of ourselves that is of these higher quality things, we're able to create and generate a lot more abundance because we're living from an abundant universe. Our aura can shine. Our radiance can be in magnetism in a natural way with the universe rather than having these blocks of that synthetic energy, that man-made energy confining us. I think if... I had my own dictionary and we looked up redefine beauty. That would have been it. Mm. And do you feel more beautiful living this way? Oh my gosh. So much more beautiful. And I feel so much more in integrity with the earth because I'm really here for the earth. Like I am doing everything that I do for the vision of, and I sing about it in my songs, I call it heaven on earth. And what I mean by that is it's not, I don't believe we will experience earth without duality. I'm a very, I'm a big student of the seven hermetic principles. I believe duality exists. I believe earth school is here to test us, to grow with us, to allow us to feel the full spectrum of being human. And that will include the ups and that will include the downs. But that what I mean by heaven on earth is living in balance, living in reciprocity with ourselves, with our community and with the natural world. And when we're living in reciprocity, and some people, if you aren't familiar with that word, reciprocity means to be in balance, to give and receive in a healthy, balanced, beautiful way. Think of the infinity sign or a boros, to be in that right relation 
with the natural world and with ourselves. And I even have recently, my most recent upgrade was with my makeup. I was a Sephora girl my whole life, would go into Sephora and just get, that's where I got all my beauty products. And in the last probably few months, I have fully officially transitioned my entire makeup kit to be all clean products. And this again, sparked by my partner because he wouldn't kiss my face when I had makeup on. And it was really sad to me. I was like, I want to be able to receive love from my boyfriend. This sucks. I'm a performer. I have to wear makeup. He was like, well, let me read the ingredients. And I was like, Ooh, you don't want to read these ingredients. And so I started the transition and now I've officially made it to where like, even when I'm wearing on my lips, you know, this is all organic beeswax, castor oil, hemp seed oil, vitamin E, mica. It's, it's colored by iron. Like it's the ability to still play with the, um, the contrast of beauty and to adorn. But when I put on my makeup now, I'm thanking the berries. I'm thanking the iron. I'm, I'm connected with what the roots are that are giving me this beautiful glow. And I feel like that radiates even further than what I could receive from even an amazing color from a Mac product or an amazing, whatever the product is, if it's laced with ingredients that are either harmful to source, you know, or that are harmful on my body, it's a vibration and it's subtle, but I believe that even that is going to make its way into the music. It's going to make its way into the performance. It's going to make its way into anything I create because I'm representing it. And so if I want my music to carry an essence of purity and of authenticity and of beauty and of bliss and of awakening, which is what I want, then I get to look at every fine tooth detail along the way and choose the best option that I can. And I think we're in a time where we're starting to receive more options. We're getting more options to transition from this thing, from the Sephora to the, you know, the clean beauty brand. And, and it's been a journey. I actually, I would love if maybe it's something we can do together, but I feel like having some sort of list or something where people could refer to some sort of, um, some sort of resource to be able to be like, I'm looking for kimonos or I'm looking for something to replace this thing that I love. Is there a clean option? I feel like that needs to exist to find the, the new choice. I love it. We were talking earlier. I was thinking we should do a 30 day challenge. You and I, where oh, we so fun. list of like all the things they can change in their life. And maybe they don't have to change all of them, but just how would it feel to live 30 days in only natural clothing? Like, how would you feel just even from making that one shift? We'll do it. We'll plan it. I think that's it's fun. That's really fun. Yeah. If you're hearing this podcast and you want that, ping, ping one of us on Instagram and say, yeah. let's do the 30 day. <laughs> you can help hold us accountable. <laughs> I love it. I, it's so refreshing that you don't just sing about it and talk about it. You live it. I think it's, it's really rare and I really, really appreciate it. And I just want to take like this moment to honor you and to acknowledge you that you are in the world, a role model, especially for young girls living this experience of beauty. That's so connected to nature. So inspiring to others. So respectful of mother earth. And also of all the coming generations, the clean life that you live makes a difference hundreds and hundreds of years later. And so when I get reincarnated, <laughs> thank you very much, Ruby, <laughs> for leaving a, a nicer earth for us. I appreciate it. I really also love you as a lyricist. I have an 11-year-old daughter and uh, Yadi is actually her fairy godmother. and. Mm. I, the music that's out there right now is just really pretty damaging in my experience. And so I make her listen to all your music. I, <laughs> yes. 
everything is food, you know, just, she eats totally organic, vegan, natural. She's, she like from the time she was born, like, I'm really crazy about what goes into her. And I tell her, it's not just food. What you put in are the things you listen to the music and, you know, you're singing along to it, that it makes magic. These words that you're putting out there in the universe are now in your vibrational field. And so the fact that there's really cool music, because I'm in my 40s already, I don't think she thinks I'm cool anymore, but she <laughs> you're cool, you win, you could be an auntie too. But I'll be an auntie. <laughs> I'm a really good auntie. I love that role. <laughs> you didn't know what you were going to get out of this podcast. <laughs> but it's just so incredible that you have really cool music. You have music that touches every variation of people, you know, it doesn't have to be just like spiritual people, right? You have music that is going to affect people. And when they sing to it and sing along with it and repeat it and things like that, the energy and the vibration that they're putting back out into the universe, into that quantum field is really a prayer. It's really so beautiful and magnetic and it creates something very, very powerful for us as a collective. So mm -hmm. I just, just really want to say thank you for living that truth. Thank you so much for speaking to that. And yeah, it's really, really an important thing for me. Um, you know, it wasn't something that I set out to be so specific on but what happened was as a writer as a songwriter i started living everything i wrote i still do i live everything i write and it, it took me some time to realize this through experience of experiences of writing something and then living it and being like whoa why did I have that experience? Why did I just have that crazy breakup? Why am I struggling right now? What is going on? And I would get the song stuck in my head. And I would say, oh, wow, I wrote a song called Lost With You. I feel pretty lost with you right now. That song is now a mantra that other people are listening to and singing, adding power to that concept as I'm feeling over here lost with you, right? And it was multiple times in a row that I experienced this so significantly until finally I hit a moment of like, I will not write anything that I am not willing to live. And for myself and for my listeners. And I drew a hard line in the sand of committing to speaking of beauty, committing to speaking through the journey of transformation. And this still means that I can be authentic. I can be real. I can sing about things that are hard. Things are hard. Struggles happen. Pain shows up. We're human. We're in earth school. This is meant to hurt. It's meant to be challenging. It's meant to pull us apart so that we can grow and die and be reborn. But in each song, in each lyric, I'm really committed to getting to the end of the transformational process. Even if I'm still getting there myself, I'm leaning into that this will be good, that this will be healing, that this will be a part of my story that I can be proud of. And it's challenging sometimes, especially with other co-writers, you know, it can be very easy to go to the easy rhyme or the easy lyric that, that we know that feels simple to say, but to really stand in the integrity and authenticity of, am I willing to live that? And do I want other people to live that? Taking the responsibility as an artist to commit myself to designing the future that I wish to see through the words. It's been a really big journey and continues to be a journey. And it's something that I really drove home in the resonance cocoon. Um, I, I supported mentoring artists as well. And in this way, in this understanding of kind of the holistic approach as an artist, and thank you for speaking to that because I feel like 
my mentors that I grew up with and, and the little girl it was very, oops, I did it again. And I'm crazy in love and hit me baby one more time. And like, as a young person, I was given so many mantras that I feel like are contributing deeply to the pain and the wounding that we're experiencing in the world right now. And and I hear it on Top 40 Radio all the time. I still listen and I stay really present to what the, I call it the heart of humanity is saying. And through through the, the consciousness of the mainstream media. And my prayer is to be able to touch the heart of humanity with the words and the frequencies of the music to uplift and to create a healing bridge for the pain and the trauma and the suffering and all of the humanness that we are navigating to be able to create a little light at the end of the tunnel, a little glow, a little hope of possibility with also tools, with sprinkled in tools of this is how we can heal. This is how we can move one step closer and lean into kind of that Abraham Hicks mentality of what is just one little edge further of beauty. And we might be on the spiral of, of pain to bliss. We might be somewhere in the middle of overwhelm or challenge, right? But these lower densities of shame, guilt, trauma, pain, suffering are at the low. And what's just one little spiral higher? Okay, trust. Trust is one spiral higher. Remembrance is one spiral higher until we get up into gratitude and love and joy and bliss. And that's the higher realms that we can live in. And that's what we call high vibe. That's what heaven on earth is. It's being able to play within the, these higher frequencies. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to dip and something's going to challenge us. That's life. That's human. We can dip down, but as low as we reach, then we get the, the gems from those deep waters and we can bring them with us and bring them into the heavens through the trust, through the gratitude, through the appreciation, through the listening, and then eventually bringing it back into that wholeness, into that oneness. And that's really my prayer with the music and, and with my life and my, my hope is that it can really inspire us as the older generation, but specifically the children, specifically the little ones that are going to be caretaking this world well beyond us. And they're coming in and they're not in the disillusionment anymore. They're not falling for the stories as we, as, as we've seen in past generations, they are on, they are here, they are ready, but they need mentorship and they need guidance and they need love. And there's a deer walking by and it just looked over at me. It heard me. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the woods, so I've got deer neighbors. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. I, I love that you said prayer because I, I, we have our water ceremony every month. Um, I, and it's so funny that you talked about reciprocity before because I really learned reciprocity from Dr. Amoto when I studied with him. He talked about everything is give and take, whether you're conscious of it or not. And I think that when you spoke about prayer, it reminded me of something that we talk about in the water ceremony. We tend to think prayer is this like thing that you do, like maybe it's for some people like, you know, once or twice a day for some people, just when there's like a crisis or something. But I think your prayer is how you express yourself at all times. You know, you meet somebody and immediately you're like, oh, I really like that person. Like I, I vibe, I connect with them. You meet somebody else and you just like, don't get a good feeling or someone walks into a room and you know, right away that they're angry or their emotions are just a lower energy emotion, right? So we are a vibration. We are an energy and we walk through the world whether we even notice another person or not sees us, we talk to people, we engage with people, we share, you know, like we're sharing right now in energy. And I think that's our prayer. Our prayer is the true nature of who we are, how we share that with others, how we share that with the world. Even I like to say like our footsteps behind us leave a vibration and we want to walk in beauty, speak in beauty, sing in beauty, share our vibration in a beautiful way. And I think it's so just refreshing to really experience your true beauty, everything that you're talking about, you live 
you have learned through, you have let be the guide of you, be the teacher. And I really hope that inspires our listeners to find your truth, find your purpose, find your passion, and not just a singer. You know, you're gorgeous. You could just be this like really cool singer, but your beauty comes from the fact that you have found a way to be a wisdom keeper, a role model, an example through what you're bringing into your reality, what you're seeing is necessary for the coming generations. That's your prayer and you live it, you breathe it and you sing it and you dance it and you make it fun. It's not something that is boring or, you know, especially for people who are new to some form of like a spiritual presence, this is a really fun, exciting, exhilarating way to share that beauty. And so I think it's such a nice inspiration to everyone that you can share in this way, that you can share your gifts in this way, that you can share your truths in this way. And I'm really happy that we have people that are talking about these things and talking about what you're putting on your body, what you're putting in your body, the words that you're using. And I I wanted to ask you one question just to go back for one second. When you write your songs, is it something, and it could be different each time, but do you have an experience and then you write a song to help share that experience? Or is it like a download that comes? Or tell me a little bit about songwriting. Yeah, such a good question. You know, it's always very unique. I definitely receive song ideas and and many songs that I have out there where I received something dropped in and it was a thing. Um, But even more so, I would say as soon as I start opening up into the creation of a song, the universe starts speaking to me. And it's like every conversation that shows up or every road sign I drive by or the Instagram post that pops up right as I'm about to close my phone and start writing or whatever little hints from the universe, it's all speaking to me. And I really, I, I live my songs. Um, it's the process is very one with my life and and it's a journey. Sometimes it it comes in really quickly. Um, and other times I'm I'm almost like kneading bread and I'm massaging it and I'm 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 writing all the concepts around the theme and writing words and going to thesaurus and going to rhymezone.com and and writing any rhyme that kind of like fits in this theme writing any um word writing any quotes i'll research it i'll look it up i'll draw a tarot card about it i'm living very much in the the revealing of what the song wants to be and it really feels like the universe writing a song through me as the vessel, as someone that's willing to sit down and do it, but that it's actually signs and symbols and, and from external, from outside of me working through me. And it's a profound experience that it's very psychedelic feeling. I, I had a songwriting session last Friday and I wrote two songs and then on Saturday had a show and lived the two songs in two different ways and was and was just tripping out on the lyrics and was like oh my gosh like this is exact it's so to a t and i only wrote the first verses so then i get to take that information to distill and be like okay what did i learn from that experience what is the second verse meant to be here and and it's the life experience of me living it and and realizing where i want to guide the needle or guide the um it's like the tip of the boat you know if you're dry if you're cruising on a boat you've got that one point that you're leading the front of the ship toward and if even one degree to the right might be very subtle right now but you know thousands and thousands of miles later that's going to take you to a very different place so i'm constantly attuning to that that fine tune place that we want to guide 
where we're going and that I want to guide both where I'm going in my own personal lived experience and also where I'm guiding my listeners and where I'm guiding humanity. I'm really holding humanity in mind and in heart with every little subtle choice, whether I'm saying I want or I get or I think. Those words all have a very different thing. I feel, I love, I know. It's one word in the line that is only one word in the whole song, but every one of those contains such a different frequency. And so I'm I'm really committed to that fine tooth adjustment to no, I, I want to know this, or I don't know that. I feel this. And what is the most true and what is the most authentic and also what is leading us to a place that is of the most beauty and of the most um, purity of essence. As a mother to someone who listens to music, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm wondering, do you write the song or does the song write you? Mm. Oof. I feel like it's a dance. It's a relationship. We are writing each other. There's certain moments where I feel like the song is definitely writing me. And there's certain moments where I am definitely writing the song. And even the song might want to be something and I'm like, hey, that feels a little bit left of where we want to go with this. I'm negotiating with it, you know, because the lyric can drop in and I'm like, oh, that sings so well and that sounds so good and that's so dope, that's so cool, but is it really all the way in line? Maybe, maybe not. So I feel like it's this relationship and, and it comes from a willingness to do the work. You know, a lot of people that want to write music, my first question for them is like, how much time are you setting aside to actually finish your music? It's not just going to finish itself like you need to create the time to build a relationship with that piece. It's same thing like developing a product like you might be able to have the best idea in the world, but like those things aren't going to put themselves in a jar to distill for however many days those things aren't going to mix themselves those things aren't going to grind themselves, you got to do the work in order to get the materials and the ingredients and the inspiration into one place. And, and to drive it and to choose, like, I'm driving this, I'm leading this, and it's a relationship. But you're taking that role of, like, I'm committing to you, I'm going to take time out of my schedule, I'm going to delegate things to other people if I can't get to it, whatever needs to happen, I'm here for you like a mother, I'm going to steward you until you're ready to go and live on your own into the world. And that's what each and every song feels like. It's very much a, a relationship where I feel like, the mother and then often oftentimes the student of that song and and oscillating as it is with a mother to be the leading force and guiding and directing and saying yes no but then to also be listening and observing and and being real to what that creature what that being is asking of us and it might be asking something of us that isn't our nature it might be asking of us something that we might not even know how to provide but as a good mother as a good steward that's where we take the humility on and we learn and we ask for help and we seek advice from someone that we trust. Same thing with a song. I really think that it's a dance, but we, it requires uh, commitment and devotion and it requires time being put into it to actually complete and finish that art. Beautiful. You like raise a child with every one of your songs. Totally. And it's a lot because it sometimes feels like I'm pregnant with like 30 songs. Like right now I've got, I think I just went through and did another round. I think I've got like 60 works in progress, you know, and that's, that's heavy on the womb. I'm in a stage where I'm, I'm saying no to people that are wanting to work on things, even people that I love and would love to collaborate because I'm like, my womb is full. Like I need to complete and I'm going into a big completion phase. And then once those are out, it opens up a little more space to be able to start fresh and create new. And yeah, it definitely feels very much in line with that gestation and, and raising energy of motherhood. And I'm not a mother yet, but I have so much respect and I'm doing a lot of what I'm doing for my mothers. <laughs> And you're helping raise our kids. I mean, being honest, like the things that you sing about that our children listen to impact who they are going to become. So you're definitely a good fairy auntie. 
no thank you so much that's yeah that's that's so energizing to feel and to remember and that i'm still a work in progress you know like i'm still growing i'm still struggling i still have polyester in my closet like i still am human and i i think that the more that we can normalize the growth and the process and not try to be so perfect even for myself it is constant unwiring of this need to be perfect we can grow together we can evolve together we can fail together we can grow together and it's just that one little better choice that we can that we have access to and there might be chapters where we can't afford financially to choose the more expensive, more organic thing. And knowing that, okay, in that moment, I'm going to bless this. I'm going to spiritually modify this orgasm, this organism and turn it into an SMO. And I'm going to bless it into something so good for me and bless it into may only the most beautiful parts of this food enter my body. And anything that is not in my highest alignment may it move through me with grace and ease and leave my system and move back into the earth and may this prayer ripple and create an energetic where I'm attuning the relationship of my food to where then the universe is going to acknowledge, oh, she knows the vibration of her food. We're gonna set her up to be able to afford food that matches that vibration. And in turn, that money shows up to be able to afford that vibration. So it's that constant work in progress energy and it's not immediate. It's a, it's the long road. It's the slow game. It's the journey. And I'm here for it. And I'm here for it with you. And I'm here for it with your daughter. I can't wait to meet her. So special to get to hear. And yeah, I think that the, the least judgment we can hold on ourselves while we're in this process, the better because to create more guilt and shame around the fact that our closet is primarily made of plastic isn't going to help the vibration. So you got to love it and love ourselves through it. We gotta love ourselves even in the fails and even in the consumption and even in the all those little steps that is requiring of us to gain that awareness and to commit to that deeper level of refinement and specificity. We're all learning together. We're all learning together. To if you, you've taught us so much today, I want to leave our listeners with your best piece of advice for someone that wants to redefine beauty? What would be the best piece of advice that you can give them in cultivating and finding that through themselves? Mm, my best piece of advice for someone that wants to redefine beauty. Find what lights you up and do that thing and do it as often as you can and speak about it and give of your life force that activity, that energy. Because when you are doing what you love, you are gonna glow from the inside. You are going to be lit up. And when you are doing what you love, you are going to be magnetizing everything that is needed to support you in doing more of that thing because it is your purpose, it is your birthright. So if you are someone that wants to glow from the inside and redefine beauty, do what you love. And by you doing that, that love is gonna to return to you, that love is gonna radiate from you through you and it is going to create the landscape for you to experience the most beautiful rendition of life that you can love it thank you so much it's been such an honor to chat with you today and i'm really excited that our listeners get to hear about your life and about your creations about who you've become and what you've worked with to present yourself really as a goddess. I mean, for real, this is, this is amazing to experience your truth. Mm. And I'm so honored for all of your little singer songwriter babies that get to be 
you know, taught by you and mentored by you so that we have, I, I want to turn on the radio and hear only things that are beautiful and uplifting like that. <laughs> so thank you for being such an inspiration. Tell me where can people find you? We'll, we'll write it in the comments, but if you just want to spell out all your social media and anywhere that people can find you so that our listeners can hear, that would be awesome. Uh, yes, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much, Kristen. And I'm, I love being connected to the people that are hearing the music. And if you're hearing this, please do reach out. I love to hear from you. My Instagram is the best way of communication and it's just at Ruby Chase, which is my real name. And my website is rubychase.world. You can also check out the music on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you listen to music. Just look up Ruby Chase on those platforms. I'll be there singing to you. And let's definitely stay close, stay connected. I'm in the process right now of um, creating a text list. So that will be coming soon. And then we can stay connected on more of a personal note where I'll be sending over little drips of inspiration and writing prompts and uh, works in progress before they're out to the world. So that's gonna be a really fun platform to even connect deeper. But for now, Instagram is a great way to just pulse together and stay tuned and keep on this mission of activating heaven on earth together. I love it. Well, thank you so much for today. And thanks to everyone who's been listening. And I hope you all have an organically beautiful day.